My name is Nicholas Danforth, and I'm an editor at War on the Rocks. You are listening to The Warcast, the members-only podcast for what you need to know now. Amidst criticism of its relationship with China, the German government recently approved the sale of 24.9% of a Hamburg port terminal to the Chinese company Costco. U.S. government officials subsequently announced that this came after they urged Berlin to reduce the share from a previously planned 35%. Joining us to discuss the diplomatic backstory is Reuters State Department correspondent Humada Pamuk. Welcome to the Warcast. Hello, Nick. Thanks for having me. You were in Munster recently with Anthony Blinken for the G7 uh, on the same day that German Chancellor Olaf Scholz was meeting with Xi Jinping in Beijing. Were there any tensions on display? So, Nick, this was an important trip at an important time. Um, It was um, a a gathering of G7 ahead of a really important G20 meeting in a few weeks um, in Indonesia, in which President Biden will will also go. So it was important for the Americans to set the tone, set the stage for, for that trip. And to set the tone, what they were looking to achieve was a message of unity, against Russian invasion of Ukraine and a message of unity when it comes to how to tackle China. And you know that that's a, that's a tricky subject because Europeans and Americans are still not on the same page. And we can understand that there are a lot of different sovereign countries and they don't necessarily have to be 100% agreeing to take uh, common action. but. At a time like this, when Russia and China have declared a no-limits partnership not so long ago, and Russia is invading Ukraine, it has become really important for Washington to be able to project unity. And I would say that we did not see tensions in the during the trip because this administration, um, compared to the previous one, is very adamant that they do not criticize their allies openly. All of that business is done privately, and they basically take pride in being that administration that they handled that kind of sensitive diplomacy um, behind closed doors. So maybe there wasn't any open display of any tensions. And, you know, as you said in your opening, Scholz basically wasn't there. Um, but this was a this was a gathering of G7 foreign ministers. So German foreign minister Annalena Baerbock was there. And Blinken had, um, you know, a very seemingly productive uh, bilateral uh, meeting with with her. And there were there, there were like multiple different sessions on on Russia, Germany, um, on Ukraine, uh, Indochina, in the Pacific, sorry, uh, China. And, um, but we have seen and we have observed that this question of whether or not Germany is on board with um, how to deal with Beijing um, kept coming up as a question. It was asked in the press conferences. It was it was asked by uh, d- different journalists to different members of the G7. And at the end of it, I don't think that there was a very confident 
solid, yes, we are very together on this and we do know how to tackle Beijing. I don't think that we've seen that answer. And so what were the questions? How were they answered? So, I mean, one one key thing was um, this deal with uh, with Hamburg, uh, over Hamburg Port Terminal. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Costco wanted to buy 35%. The deal ended up being 20, 25%, well, 24.9%. Um, for example, this did come up. Um, and um, the, the, there were like some some interesting answers to it from from the American side, and I mean just the fact that this deal um, went ahead. Um, just to give like a little bit of background on that, so Scholz had, was coming under pressure from his own coalition over this deal anyway. Um, Greens had like put out their object their objections to it. Um, and we had an idea that Americans weren't a huge fan of this. Um, but on the trip, as you know, um, when, when we're going to places with the secretary, we do get uh, briefed by U.S. officials on the plane. And in one of these briefings, um, one of the U.S. officials, and I actually do want to read this quote in, in its full um, because I think it's, it's interesting. One of the officials said the following. The embassy was very clear that we strongly suggested that there be no controlling interest by China. And as you see, when they adjusted the deal, there isn't. So this was very, this was quite frank, um, a little bit different from the reserved and very tightly controlled language that we usually get from the Biden administration. In this quote, in this little statement, comment, whatever you call it, there were a couple of things going on. The, the, gov the U.S. government was basically saying, we weren't particularly happy with this arrangement. We intervened or have provided our input. And as a result, we were able to impact the outcome. And it ended up being a smaller stake. Oh, and by the way, we're totally happy for the world to know about this. So this last part I thought was the most interesting one because, as I said, this administration likes to conduct this kind of sensitive diplomacy with allies, like privately. But on this one, they seemed okay to basically make it public that, you know, they 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 provided their input in this process, and Germany ended up reducing um, cutting. The amount of the stake. So that was that was interesting um, to observe. And has there been any response on the German side from this? In terms of the response, I thought the most interesting, well, in, and in a way, most unsurprising response promptly came from the Chinese side. And they basically, um, Chinese foreign ministry briefing, they blasted Washington saying, you know, United States has no right to interfere in these things. But um, the foreign foreign minister Baerbach, she mostly tried to dodge this question. It did come up in during her press conference, for which I was also in the in the room. Um, there were quite a few questions to her because, as I said, there were objections from Scholz's own coalition on this. So there was the question of um, it looks like you guys are you know, not on the same page on this. And she pushed back on it. 
she talked about how you know they have like a democratic uh process when agreeing on these things so she tried to basically um portray the different views um as their like internal democratic party process um but that was a little bit um that was a little bit difficult to to believe basically um i asked a similar question uh to for the secretary but it was mostly focused on Scholz's visit to china and there were quite a few questions on that for the secretary uh for the german foreign minister um and there were a lot of connections between Scholz's visit to china and germany's and what is seen as germany's reluctance to send more military assistance specifically tanks although with the caveat that us is also not sending them um so in at the end we were left with a feeling of or 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 an assumption of okay there is a lot of effort by the united states and possibly britain as well to to show that the transatlantic unity is solid and there are no fractures as we go into winter as the war drags on but it, you know what we were getting from from germany just the turn of events you know not necessarily the comments from the foreign minister or olaf scholz in beijing but just the turn of events just the fact that scholz was there just the fact that this port terminal deal did go ahead in the end and 24.9% stake is by the way is not 5% or 10% it's still a relatively sizable share just the turn of events were telling us that well not really there are some fractures and this is going to potentially present a challenge for us going forward in terms of how to deal with russia how to deal with china it's going to be an uphill battle to find a consensus in all of this any final thoughts on this Yes. Two two little points. One is we we had another briefing with another US official uh on on Friday morning and he basically wanted to focus on how far the G7 countries came in terms of how to form unity um against Beijing. And he was basically saying that the United States has seen an increasing convergence um within the G7 countries when it comes to China and that was interesting and he talked about how this would be a topic of conversation when the Japanese G7 presidency would would pick it up in uh, next month however then the communique came out the G7 communique and the China section was starting with a sentence that was talking about on how to cooperate with China which was completely different from how this US official was portraying and within the China section there wasn't so much a common agreement or a description of China like as a threat or like we have to uh we have to do xyz on how to tackle China threat or how to counter Beijing there was one sentence about like asking china from abstaining any kind of coercion 
but frankly, like having seen these communiques and um, you know having dealt with some of this language, I really didn't think that it went that far. So that was an interesting discrepancy in terms of what U.S. clearly holds as its own view and it's what it is trying to push, um, but how it basically failed to do so. And the final communique was much more like mildly worded um, in that sense. And the other final point I wanted to make was, I think the Americans wanted to focus on a couple of narrow points when it came to Scholz's visit, um, because I think it was difficult to explain that the German chancellor, he's the first Western leader to go to China since the beginning of the pandemic, certainly since the party Congress. And it ended up coinciding with the day of the G7. It is a little bit like it, it leaves them in a difficult place. How are we going to explain this? And what, and I asked this to Secretary Blinken and what he wanted to focus on, um, what Xi and Schultz at the end of their trip announced. And that was, that was basically condemning any use of any potential use of nuclear weapons, any threat of doing so. And he zeroed in on that. And he said, I mean, that, that's something, that's the kind of thing that we basically, we basically agree on. And again, like, I found that a lot of the a lot of the journalists and it it, it came across as like an effort to um, put like a more positive narrative um, to this trip. Uh, but as I said, um, still gave us the impression that the problems between U.S. and Germany and within the transatlantic alliance still were there, and I think it's going to probably create more challenges in the days ahead. Thank you so much for joining us on the Warcast. Thank you for having me, Nick.